Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first Ben Griffin podcast. I'm Ben Griffin. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's finally here. I'm so happy that we finally have stepped off the ledge and just thrown ourselves into the gyre, honestly. This is so exciting to be finally posting some of the conversations that I've had over the past year. This podcast is geared towards my curiosity towards different stories and discussions that you probably wouldn't hear commonly, and just really chasing after and getting to know people in a different sense of most communication. I love people. I love discussion. I love stories. And I'm just hoping to kind of spread it around and learn something new with every podcast. And I hope you're excited too. But to get started, we got to make some mistakes. Got to step out on episode one. And I'm more than happy to do that right now. After a year of waiting, it's finally here. I got to step into the recording booth with my buddy Isaiah, who's a psych major, and my buddy Alex, who's a nursing major, and just get a chance to kind of have a conversation about things that I'm generally curious about them about. From Civil War reenactments to plans with a psychology major, in this episode, I get a chance to kind of play around with the podcast and being the first episode, screw up a lot. So anticipate that. This is a student-ran podcast. But more importantly, I get to spend some time with my friends and learn something new. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the podcast. Guys, welcome to the first podcast. Thank you for uh, inviting me here. Oh my god. <laughs> Literally first couple seconds in, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I would, well, first off, I'll introduce just who I got. I got Isaiah and I got Alex here today. They're from local school I'm going to right now. But Isaiah, you're still in the psychology major. Yes, sir. And then Alex, of course, is our local nurse. So he's he's easily the smartest person because he can kill us with any drug. False. (laughs) Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Um, (laughs) I was always concerned about that being the cliche when you come into a podcast is people will use their own language. Like, you Mm. know how we have inside jokes and we'll say them amongst each other? Yeah. I always get nervous about that. But then I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm just <laughs> caution to the wind. Like, this podcast, it's my first podcast. I'm just going to post it. Like, I'm tired of being scared. I'm just ready for me to start putting out super shitty content and just yeah. slowly make it better. So this is your warning if you're listening to this. This is going to be a super shitty podcast, and we don't care. <laughs> it's just a chance for me to get out and learn a little bit more about what's going on with these podcasts and what I get comfortable with. But it's first of many, hopefully, and probably Absolutely. one of... The, I don't know where this will end up in the <laughs> lineage, but uh, we do have the Drunk Podcast coming back, that which was so nice hard. to test on. That was really nice to just test stuff. I'm still testing more stuff like today. Setting this up took forever, but um, I'm still coming up with ideas, and that's kind of where the process is. It's been fun just coming up with new ideas. I certainly wasn't going to do uh, Vincent, our mutual friend, said we have to have a drinking game. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even drink. <laughs> How can you have a drinking game when the host doesn't get plastered too? But no, I was, well, I guess I should just ask you guys, what would you do if you were in this spot? Would you guys do anything different? Alex is looking at me like he got a fucking <laughs> dildo rammed up his ass and he doesn't know what the hell to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh my God. Are you talking about the, the drinking game? Yeah, just, in, well... Just anything. what would you do with the podcast if you had one? Oh, wow. 
know. What would Isaiah, what would Isaiah's I do? podcast do? What, I, what would my podcast do? We've had some good conversations that could have been a podcast. I think you were talking about farming communities and transition. Like, you wouldn't make a long podcast. You wouldn't do, like, um, just talk shows. You wouldn't do those. You would do, like, a series of three episodes, maybe an hour each, and you talk about three, like, different things Actually, moving yeah. forward. That'd be kind of fun to see. And then Alex, for certain, could have a talk show. Oh, I've oh, thought yeah. I've written it down before. <laughs> yeah, I've written one down for you actually, and I like walked it over because I get these fits at night where I can't turn my brain off, so I have to write. And I've written one for you and Levi, I think. Really? What it's about? <laughs> no, it's just you two playing off each other, and we bring on a guest after like half an hour, and then you guys just bullshit the whole time. Like it's just for fun, you know. And I think. That's like half of the podcast experiences. You're not really making them for other people's pleasure. You're making them so you get an opportunity to get out and meet new people. That's what I'm doing it for. Right, but yeah. also just to bullshit and have a reason to pull people together. Like, I guarantee you today, I would have sat in this room, I would have played NBA 2K20 till the sun went down, and then I would have went on patrol. Mm-hmm. So it's as patrol like RA patrol, not like cop patrol. But I go on cop patrol tonight. <laughs> you guys are the cop patrols. Speaking of which, I was going to see if I couldn't bring the mics. I'm trying to figure out logistics on how I could put mics in the back of a squad car. And I want to record audio because I think it'd be fun to try to like make up what's going on if you're just hearing it, like Alex and ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> Is that even possible? Can we do that? Um... We'd have to clear it, but I'm sure if there's a day where campus is pretty bare. Yeah, I thought about doing it over Christmas, and then we'd make up, like, a situation, so it'd be, like, orchestrated somewhat. You know, like, we get a random call, like, there's kids fishing in the koi pond. <laughs> in the middle of winter. And then I'll just follow you with a boom mic <laughs> across <laughs> campus. No camera, nothing. It's just a microphone hanging above you. Uh, I I thought it'd be funny. Uh, it would be pretty funny. That would be really funny. Cops CSB version. It, yeah, I, I told Dan I wanted to do it, and he was like, "I will hold the camera." <laughs> like, no, you won't. But oh man, it's been it's interesting starting everything up and trying to get an idea of what I want to do with it. But right now, this is pretty much it. It's just getting people in, talking about what they're interested in. Yeah. Um, literally. The last thing on the list I wrote down yesterday when we were at the table because Alex went into re- Civil War reenactments. How the yes. hell did you get into Civil War reenactments? Oh, it's a great story. So <laughs> well, Don't use your hands like that. <laughs> great story. Well, my dad is actually like a history buff. Like, yeah. I, I think we said yesterday at like the lunch table we were talking about it. I've watched the rise and fall of the Third Reich probably twelve times, just like in oh, passing, because yeah. he watches oh. it at, like every Sunday or every night after work. And then he also watches like Ken's Bur- Ken Burns's like the Civil War mm, yeah. and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So we would go to um, in Southern Minnesota. There's a every two years. There's a thing called Civil War Days. And it's reenactment groups who like get together and they do their reenacting thing and there's cannon shooting off. Well, one year... <laughs> I just picture you with a cannon. Sorry. <laughs> well, one year, I didn't go because I was maybe going here. It might have been 
No, it was the summer of my senior year or the summer before my senior year of high school. I can't quite remember. But I went, I didn't go along, and my sister went, and she met this boy, and she got married to him. That's my brother-in-law, right? Oh, Who's wait, a you found love on the battlefield? She did. <laughs> I didn't. Because there's a, there's a dance. <laughs> I just see him, like, with a saw, like he was the doctor or something. Oh, Sawing people's legs off. He's got fake Isn't blood it? all over him like he was in the Alien movies. They do that, though. They have a stand like that. They have a fake. No, they have a fake doctor, and he goes through what and... What the fuck? Yeah, they, they call them sutlers, so there's, like, a whole bunch of, like, individual, like, people. They come up... People make livings off of, like, making Civil War-era clothing. You, mm-hmm. You're kidding. No, they do that. Um, We went to Pennsylvania for... Um, that was sounding weird. But <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. We went to Pennsylvania for the 50, 155th... Happy first episode. <laughs> 155th uh, Gettysburg reenactment. So like on the day of Gettysburg, or the three days, we went and we reenacted each day out on this field it wasn't on the actual gettysburg like yeah. because that would have been disrespectful really well i don't know if disrespectful but there's yeah, a lot of, i i can see where that argument can come from there's a lot of dead people out there so you'd oh, be running right. over a lot of oh yeah yeah so we went we went outside the town and we did that but um yeah there's somebody there they're like what is it like dixie guns or something like that you can go up there and buy like a black powder revolver as long as you're 18 years old you're kidding or like wow. yeah anything like that because they're considered relics and they're black powder so i mean you'd have to pour it in yeah ram it down so they're really like but well and correct me if i'm wrong during the civil war they didn't have full rifle ring riflery going on like they didn't bend the barrels like so the bullets would travel straight down so it was still like muzzle loader if you fired there was no general idea of where the bullet was going to land some were still uh, like smoothbore. Yeah. Okay. But they did have rifling. Some. Oh, they did have some rifling. So like what I belong to, which is Battery I, um, the U.S. First Light Artillery. That's the reenactment <laughs> yeah. group name, and that's actual like company that was or battery that was in the Civil War. They have like I believe they get, they got like Henry repeating rifles, which were rifled. So then you could have better range and. Mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff like that but one of the cannons that we have is called a parrot rifle it actually has rifling in it okay you so, can see it yep it sucks the sponge because you know like you have to sponge sponge is, out the is that your job yeah i was about to i was gonna ask that what which one was yours yeah so like i usually do it's called number one there's six i think on a cannon so you get positions it's odds on one side evens on the other and each of you have a job because loading a cannon is, like, very labor-intensive. Yeah. <laughs> so, I can imagine. So, can imagine. one rams the the shell and the powder down, and he swabs out the barrel to make sure that nothing's burning inside of there, in case you were to throw black powder down again, and something was still lit in the barrel, it'd shoot out and probably kill you. Dang. <laughs> yeah. But I got into it because my brother-in-law... Right, he married my sister. Yeah, that's love how on a battlefield, yep. man. Yeah, and his dad actually was in Glory, the movie Glory. You're kidding? No, nope. with um, with four or uh, 
Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, who was um, the kid who left school. What's his name? Uh, the kid who stole the Ferrari. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm blanking. Ferris? Ferris, uh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, he's in that. Is he really? Yeah, he's like the he's the like captain of the battalion. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> That's when I can't. Matthew Broderick, I think is his name. Yeah, he was trying to take a more serious like direction in his acting because everyone had always seen him as Ferris Bueller. Yeah, and so he had done all of these like sub movies, and he tried to kind of break into something serious, and he did Glory, and that was actually I love that movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it in it's years. Such a good movie. They that was the first time I ever got really interested in like prosthetics and how they made special effects work in movies. Because there's one shot in that movie, and this is gonna sound gross. I think it is Glory, where they filled up a balloon with and they layered the inside with red paint. And so when a bullet hit this guy's head, the balloon popped and out went all this blood. Oh yeah yeah. And I, I don't remember exactly how they did it. I do remember watching that movie and being like, I wonder how they did that. And that got me into com and some of my movie stuff when I, I studied film for a while. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, me, it's, it's good. But it, his name is Barry Grimm. So, like, they, they all have, yeah, That's it's awesome. pretty funny. My brother always would call him, like, it's Barry Grimm out here today or something oh like that. He'd God, make dude. dumb jokes. But, um,. The whole thing with that is he was in Glory and he was in Gettysburg, like the miniseries. Oh, yeah. They did like that little reenactment. Um, it was almost like a documentary because they, they jumped a lot of the battle sequences to important key events, but they were on Gettysburg. Yeah. I saw that. It was like a three-part series on the History Channel for a while. Yep. And he he was in that. So like they would go through and they did that. Um, They did it all like... They liked it, the reenactors, they hired reenactors because yeah. they knew how to run the equipment and they had the stuff already. So, like, the movie production companies didn't need to buy anything other mm-hmm. than, like, pay people's salaries. That's insane that they just, there's this subgroup out there right now of reenactors yeah. and that they can just call on them. Like, you guys want to show up in, like, South Virginia? do war time and they're like yeah we'll do it we'll come you want two cannons or three like yeah bring three (laughs) yeah no it's it's insane i couldn't believe i didn't actually believe it when i heard that you did that because i i don't think of minnesota as a state that really has a lot of reenactments but apparently they we do have tons actually cool story about the civil war minnesota's got like the like we had the best I wouldn't want to say best, but we represented in the Civil War. We had the Minnesota first no, that's it's the yeah, Minnesota first infantry so. or something okay. like that. We actually in Gettysburg there's a plum run, there's a huge statue of a, a Minnesota soldier running with his like musket out, he's got the bayonet on. It's huge. It's probably like thirty, forty feet tall or something like that. I went and saw it. But it's facing like this direction, and what happened is in on Gettysburg, the Minnesota like first you know, they had like two hundred people in their regiment, or I don't know the exact terminology. I kind of forgot. But um, the Confederates broke through the lines, and there was like two thousand Confederates broke through, and they were coming, and they're gonna flank the cannons. They're gonna like overrun yeah. the whole thing. They for the Minnesota first boys ran out. 
and held them for 50 minutes before reinforcements came up. Wow. 200 versus 2,000, they lost all but 47, I Wasn't think. They had like the highest rate of casualties, like of any battalion or regiment or something. It was, yeah, it was something like at the end of the war they had a hundred and ten percent casualties or something like that. But they ran out, and then the next day, this is um kind of a little neat thing about Minnesota too. The next day they went on pickets charge, then they had everybody out there, and everybody, um, yeah, that sounds a little bit better. But <laughs> oh, that did for you. Sorry, a little bit, yeah. That's I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Now I hear right. nothing. You hear nothing now? No. All right. Now I hear it. Yeah. You you guys can hear. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties there. I'm I'm just playing because Isaiah's mic wasn't showing up there for a little bit. So I was just playing with the fade and I accidentally turned his headphones off. No, you're good. I think you're a little quiet now. Me? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Um <laughs> now you're good. Now I'm good. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was just, I had some protection on. <laughs> yeah. Sound he, protection. I'm not wearing <laughs> headphones, they are, so I'm fiddling with new tech today. Do you need to check it, see? No, no, you guys are doing good. I think it's keeping you guys pretty close to the mic, because I'm on top of mine. Like, well, just look at me. So, I, it's <laughs> nice when you're sitting funny, you know, especially because you don't have a backrest, so you can kind of lean around. Mm-hmm. And he's got to lean forward somewhat. You know, it, it does help just kind of keep track of where you're positioned and tries right. to keep you more engaged. Oh, definitely. And on top of that, I, I, I wanted to get really nice headphones because I record in a dorm for mm-hmm. the most part. And I don't want to hear people running around. I want to hear what the audio sounds like in the moment. Right. And I can take notes of where to edit and minimize and maximize different mm-hmm. sounds. So... I don't know. I've got all these ideas of what I want to do, but I don't know how or when to implicate them yet. But as I was saying, I want to hear more about the Minnesota. Sorry, about the 47 were left. <laughs> yeah, so 47 were left on the picket's charge. So, like, they came up to a stone wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go through this whole thing because I got the tour from Barry. Yeah. From Barry. He, so he was out there, and he knows all the things. He's got a small library of Civil War books. I moved him into his house is he bought a new house in duluth oh that's who you went yeah i moved him in and he had like i kid you not like six totes that were called cw books and we're like what the hell are cw books and it's civil war books like six big totes and it was like holy crap he's he's got a small library but he gave me like he gave us like a a personal tour right he was in the truck with us Mm -hmm. and he was telling us all about this but he um Let's see. So Battery I and the Minnesota 1st um, Infantry were always like together. So the people that I reenact as and then the Minnesota 1st Infantry were all together. But we're not, Battery I's not from Minnesota. We're from like Illinois or something like that mm-hmm. in the Civil War. With that being said, so Minnesota is at like a wall up in front of like the artillery. Artillery's behind them. They have, they're holding the line. They lost everybody but 17 at that end of the battle. So they lost, they went from like 200 some. I think it was actually like 240 to 17 soldiers by the end of the, uh, by end of Gettysburg. Holy crap. But they held, they held on um, Pickett's charge. And that's when they seized, if you look in our state capitol house, they took the battle flag of the Virginian army. Oh. And they, 
every year Virginia asks for their flag back and we don't give it to them. <laughs> That's they, such a dick move. Yeah, we don't give it to them because we're like, we won this. <laughs> it sits in our state house. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Really? I, I kind of want to go see it now. Yeah, yeah. me too. It's like the little brown jug that's yes. passed between Minnesota and yes. uh, is it, it Michigan? Michigan? Yeah, and they have the little brown jug. And one year, it's just like, no, we're not, we're not giving you this back. <laughs> that would be. That's like who wins I don't the, know. the football game between the two. Yeah, schools, Yeah, it's right? the mini like trophy between mm-hmm. the rivalry, and then they pass it back and forth. But what I'm getting at is like, that's we have a rivalry. We got your flag, but we're just not going to give it back. <laughs> we're united. We're totally on the same team now. No, no, you guys yeah, don't yeah, get yeah. that shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I'm not kidding you. Yeah, they ask for it back, and each year they say no. We're not giving it back. <laughs> that's, that's an awesome like little tradition, though, of just like Heisman put the arm out, stiff arm them a bit, you know, keep them in their just place. Imagine like Virginia calling up Minnesota and just being like, "Can we have our flag back?" And then Minnesota's like, mm. "Well, it sets up an opportunity. What no. if they have like a hostage situation where they're like, you have our flag, well, we have your gophers.'" <laughs> And we have to negotiate a trade. But, yeah. That would be terrible. That would nope. be, like, be the worst. Like, I would be more interested in that news story because of how bad it would be. If we're negotiating for gophers or <laughs> just trying to get some like wildlife. Or if they took like Bob Dylan's music. I don't know. Oh, no. We took Judy Garland's crack pipe. <laughs> That's ours. <laughs> interesting dude because i grew up in wisconsin and the only like civil war information we ever got was wisconsin didn't have enough navy blue cloth to make enough uniforms so some of their uniforms were navy blue most of their uniforms were gray with a navy blue hat or vice versa one or the other i learned this in fourth grade so it's been a while so wisconsin was one of the only states to get shot by both sides really yeah we got (laughs) shot by both sides think heart was in the right place <laughs> but, <laughs> but it didn't work out so well with the planning but that's insane i didn't realize that they could still fire cannons like i didn't know anything about the laws i didn't know anything mm-hmm. about what it takes to be a reenactor yeah they um the reenacting is you kind of sign up and then you pay your due to it which is like i think it's like 30 dollars a year mm. or something like that but the thing that makes us special versus like other people is that we have it's a 12 pound napoleon can, cannon 12 pound is the size of round it shoots so it shoots a 12 pound ball oh, okay i was gonna and say that's a little cannon <laughs> the barrel itself i think weighs 1200 pounds and then it sits on a big wooden you know i don't know what track they call or them. Like, yeah they all have different names it usually depends on what you're firing from because i think it's a track if it's a boat okay and well let me run this question by you because you're a guy that knows something about cannons i was reading the other day about napoleon bonaparte when he was like 17 18 young right out of the military academy one of the french revolutions the systems were marching down the street and it was in this area right in the center of the city and i wish i had more names i should have pulled this up i didn't know we were going to get here but they put a cannon in the center. Think of it like a, a wagon wheel. Like that's the style the streets are in. And Napoleon was standing in the middle with this cannon. And because they didn't want to harm the citizens, they just wanted to deter a riot. They loaded up the cannon with forks and knives. Oh, and they oh. fired down each street. 
to deter you know all of those crowds would that is that do you think that's a true story do you think that would work because i always think of like a cannonball as the reason it's propelled is because all that air and all that you know yep. the blast powder is getting caught behind in ignition and it takes off would that ever work with something like forks and knives un- unless you just rammed it and really create something thick i think you probably could i you honestly could? yeah um if they, you, we did live firings, not because our, that Napoleon cannon that we have yeah. is original. Oh, it is. It's original cannon. So they paid upwards of six figures for that thing, and they're buying people out right now. My um, my brother in law's dad is like trying to get it, so him and another guy are like the owners of it because there's some like weird stuff going on between. I'm not really sure. There's oh, like because everybody oh, we have civil war drama. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's actually like some civil war. This is that. Um, oh, I have yeah. a picture of the Minnesota statue in um, Gettysburg that's standing on the battlefield, wow. and he's running towards where they ran. <laughs> but oh wow, this is it's wow. I'm just amazed. I had no idea. That. Pennsylvania's it's worth got the, the look biggest up one. If you're listening and check it out, it's a beautiful statue. Yeah, they have Holy their crap. whole um on their on the side. They have the whole story. I think I have a picture of it. They have the whole story of what they did, and then they have all their battles, which is um kind of cool because they were at like the bloodiest day, I think, the bloodiest hour, and then the bloodiest battle because Gettysburg is the bloodiest battle. I think Antietam is the bloodiest day, mm-hmm. and then there's one other one that's like the bloodiest hour. And they lost. It was a ridiculous amount of people in one hour. Wow! Like, but it's cool. That's crazy. These guys were kind of infamous because they wore, like a a club. Do you know what like like the club on a card, like a clover? Yeah. They oh They had yeah. white clovers on their hats, and apparently, I think it was one famous general in the army. I can't quite remember when, but he showed up, and he was at all those battles too. And he showed up to the battle, and he got his men ready, and he's like doing his whole thing, you know, like rally to arms blah 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 yeah, and he yeah. turns around and he looks out and he sees they have a white clover flag and he goes it's those damn white clubs again because <laughs> <laughs> minnesota since like the battle was fought in the east coast they had to trade trains out to the east coast mm-hmm. to get there yeah. so their men trained all the way out oh. so they by the time they got there it was something like they were the most trained or one of the most trained units yeah because they recruited just off the roadside a lot of times didn't mm-hmm. they they just picked people up especially in the south they would just walk towards yep. the camp and they'd just give you a rifle and go, mm-hmm. which is crazy. That are just like random people from, like random civilians would just yeah. walk in and then they'd just get thrown right into the fray. Yeah. Yeah, that, it was kind of crazy. But um, another cool thing about with your cannon thing with the forks and knives, that I think, yeah, that probably could kill somebody too. But if yeah. they're I, enough- I think he did kill one or two people, but the thing that was so, I wish I would have like brought the article back up. Um, I'm hoping to have one of the RAs that lives above me. He's a historian. He's mm. really fascinated with Turkish and Greek history, especially, which is interesting. But he would know because he studied a lot of Napoleon. And I did more like War of the Roses. I was more English King's history. Okay. But I was reading about this and I didn't really trust the source because it was kind of like this Napoleon's badass website, you know, type of thing link. Mm. So when I was reading, I was like, it seems so strange that you would load up a can with forks and knives. I've heard of 
that being done in movies, they do it in Pirates of the Caribbean, mm-hmm. where they just fire everything they have and they put the forks in. I think that's like in the first movie. Yep. But it just seemed like a strange way to... It just seemed like a story that was almost too Hollywood, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it would work, because it's like pea shot, you know? It fires off a lot of different bullets and projectiles. But I, I think somebody did get killed, but he was firing down like eight or seven streets, and he would just rotate the cannon, fire, rotate the cannon, fire. And that's kind of how he came to prominence, is they were like, oh, this kid took one cannon, you know, 16, 18 years old, one cannon, and he deterred like half the city from riots. Mm-hmm. So I, I should really dig that back up. This is this is why I'm doing the show. This is why. <laughs> I, I like bringing up like fascinating things that just fascinate me in general, you know? History's one. I've been out of history for years. I didn't realize until a couple days ago when I was reading about World War II. Like, I used to know so much about World War II. I've forgotten it. And there's still more to learn. You know, World War I, I'm watching a 10-part documentary. I, I, I need to slow down. Like, I, I'm binging it too fast. I want to, like, think about what's going on again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's... It's cool to come in and talk to you now about like Civil War because now you're my Civil War guy. I'll probably bring you on to talk about battles and stuff. I'll give you your own time because I would, I will sit generously, like four or five hours just to listen to wartime stories. That amongst a ton of different history. But is that your favorite period of Civil War in history, or are you attracted to something more? I like um, World War Two is pretty cool. That's, yeah, I mean, like that's a really cool era. Um, yeah, I'd say World War Two is probably, like, the one that I'd say most interested in, just because, like, there's a lot of different, like, things at play, yeah. and, like, the whole, like, spy espionage thing was coming out there, too. That was so undersold when you were in high school, is how mm-hmm. much espionage was going on, because that's what most people learn about World War Two, like, the intricacies and the politics that were going on at the time, was, I learned in high school, for the most part, and then when you get to college, you learn about how much espionage was really going on and how much that turned the tide of the war was not only spies but double spies mm-hmm. and then surveillance and all of these things it's insane i i did i ever tell you i had a my grandpa for a while we thought he was one because he has on my dad's side we have all these pictures that he took of like washington and then well i should start here he always told my dad, since my dad was little, that he enlisted in the military too young, so his mom had to sign off. He was 17 when he enlisted. So his mom had to sign him away, and he went into the Marine Corps. Well, that was the first false. I found, after my folks' divorce, I was cleaning out the basement, I found his graduation certificate, and he would have been 19 when he enlisted. So he lied about that, or maybe he forgot. But he was 19 when he enlisted, and he jumped in in 44. And he was in the Marines, he trained, he was just north of Washington, and then he flew to the West Coast, and this is according to his story, is he was a nose gunner on a heavy cargo plane that was shipping things around between Pearl Harbor and around the West Coast, and probably over the ocean too, but he never spoke about anything else. He did not say what his missions were. He doesn't even have um, papers that say when he came out. It just one day he came home, and that was just it. I can't find any of his papers on the government site. I can't find much. I'm sure now, you know, that I've done like Ancestry.com and I've really gotten a chance to spend money. I'm sure if I've spent money, I could find these things. 
But there was a time for like four or five months where me and a couple of my friends that were doing this like back study into our families were legitimately thinking, yeah, there's probably some shit going on there that's, you know, not allowed to be talked about because of how the times, you know, right. 44, especially being the height of the madness, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I had my grandpa, we always thought he was working on some top secret government shit. I would, I still am looking for files and I'm sure one day I'll find them, but he never talked about it. He never once opened up about what he was doing. He barely said where he was stationed. And all we knew is that he was on a, a fighter, like a plane or a giant cargo plane. And he has one picture of him with a plane when he was there. Otherwise, we have no idea what he was doing. And he lied about his age. He was lying about a lot of things. So who knows? But I've got to follow up on that story now. You reminded me of that. i got to go get on that. So me and Isaiah went to the same high school, right? <clears throat> yeah. So do you remember, did Mr. Neatfelt, that was a history teacher of ours, he told us a story about his wife's grandpa. Mm-hmm. who was in World War II, he never talked about it, never did, like, anything, like, whatever. They found a letter after he died, right? And apparently, like, just maybe this is why, because, I mean, people don't like to always talk about it. But yeah. He, yeah, it's one of those taboo things with that gener- uh, generation. I totally get why, though. Yeah. You know. He was a flame trooper in Iwo Jima. Oh. Yeah. And he said, like, he wrote a letter, and he said what he, like, did. And he said, at the end of the letter, he had, I'm going to hell. Yeah. Because, yeah, that would be, like, the worst. Can you imagine living with that feeling? No. Oh, dude. Oh, that's so hard. That's insane. Yeah, that is insane. Man. I, well, I couldn't imagine our generation doing something like that, though. No. We couldn't. No. No way. There was... Alex would probably kill one of us. I'm too skinny. <laughs> I'm too skinny to live. <laughs> My uh, great uncle also was in the war in the Pacific. He, his only story that I've ever heard is he was going, I think it was on to Okinawa or something like that, yeah. and... Somebody on the ship as they're coming in said, "Oh, it's really bad up there." And he said, "How do you know?" He's like, "We're so far away." He said, "Look at the medics running back and forth on the beach." Yeah. He said there was just medics running all over. That was one picture I remember. I, well, I just remember. I'll always remember looking at um, was it MacArthur's men after Iwo Jima, and there's basically the open graves where they're just lining bodies up along the beach, mm-hmm. ready to be buried, but they don't have enough manpower to bury them, so they just left them out there. And it looks like just a bunch of cigarettes lined up. Mm-hmm. It was all the dark clothes with the white head. And I was like, oh, jeez. I, I kind of want to get some pictures for the, you know, I have this white room, and I was considering going World War II pictures, because there's some that are unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about um, the Monuments Men the other day, too, speaking mm-hmm. of World War II. Yep. That you and I were talking about the Amber Room of Russia, which is one of my personal favorite stories about treasure hunting. Yeah, we're just, it's gone. You, yeah, you can't find anything about but it. But didn't they recreate it? I so, think so the room is back. They recreated the room, but it's not the original Amber Room. Right. And I think I've followed up on it. They said that when it was loaded on a train in Germany, that most likely the train was hidden into. Um, like an underground base mm-hmm. or cave, yep. and they blew up the cave. So yeah. most likely it's still hidden somewhere underground, mm-hmm. like the paintings, the monuments. Yeah. 
which were underground. <clears throat> but no, I gotta, I gotta de- designate time just to go back through some of the world wars. I'm doing one now. Mm-hmm. I'll move on to two, the sequel. Uh, <laughs> but it's insane. Like I didn't realize how big World War One was too. There was fighting in South Africa. There was fighting in India. There was fighting all over. It really was a bigger global event than anything we'd ever seen before. I, it seems almost like it was bigger than World War One or two. I'm sorry, World War Two. Just the significance of it and how it changed the world, and how much more was put into it was insane. And the movement and the technology and the advancements and everything that was going on. But World War One, I, I couldn't believe how widespread fighting became. You know, all of Africa. It was cover it was all over Africa. It was in India, China, um, there were even worries in Australia. The United States jumps in, Europe is in turmoil, you know, Russia's oh my god. <laughs> Being good old Russia again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a smart plan by um Whoever sent Lenin back, because that's how they overthrew or got Russia out of it. Is they sent Lenin back. He started that whole revolution against the Bolsheviks. That's mm-hmm. right, they and then did. They started squabbling amongst each other because Russia is like, I mean, it always has been because it's so big and you have so many people, and then they're actually pretty advanced yeah. for the time. Mm-hmm. Just, Well-educated European combined with the landscape of brutal Asia. You know, just the distance between their largest cities. And they can just wear you down with the mileage. It's insane. I I couldn't believe some of the stories of like when Russia was first starting to form and they were getting like Ukraine in and Latvia and all those countries along the side. You know, they were all like tribes like Germany used to be. They were picking them up. And it was like, uh, how, how do I describe the way that they fought? It's like they'd pick up a city and it's like, you know, in Lord of the Rings with the Army of the Dead, where they wiped out a little bit and then that like regain their strength and they wipe out a little more and gain strength, they wipe out more. Just this slow tidal wave that just covers the area. And the landscape was one of the biggest weapons because they use rivers perfectly for their tactics. They know how to space out their camps so that you had to go across the most barren part where you couldn't get food or it was hard to move the wagons or it was hard mm-hmm. to get your men there. It's really interesting to look at Russian history and be like, wow. They they know their shit. They're not all these like dumb like manpower wiping over people. They're brilliant like strategists for the most part, I thought, but Yeah. Until like World War Two, that kind yeah. of like, <laughs> took a down I and mean it took a downturn and it was like just throw more on the pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I mean they were smart when it came to like the political sides, like Stalin had like there's the whole famous thing that Stalin knew about the bombs before Truman did. Really? Yeah, that's what apparently, like, is a mm. thing that Stalin knew about, like, the Manhattan Project before Truman did. Because, like, when FDR died and Truman assumed power, he had no clue that that was going on. Like, oh, the wow. vice president of the United States didn't know what was going on. And apparently, because there was Russian spies in the U.S., they knew they about knew. it. And, yeah. What was the war where they ate the wallpaper? Do do have you heard that story about Russia got surrounded? Or I believe it was Moscow or Saint Petersburg got surrounded, and they were starving them out. So the people like ate the wallpaper paste. What? I gotta look that up now. Yeah, that's that's I I do know something about that story. Most of my history is so spotty. I can't yeah. remember much of it. 
Well, I know like the Russians did that in World War Two, where they starved out like Hitler during oh, yeah. the winter. But yeah, that uh, yeah, never never fight Russia in the winter. Move up on the mic a bit more. You're not registering. <clears throat> I know. Sorry. I can hear myself though. Oh, you can. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm pretty okay. loud. Okay, good. Do you want? No, I'm good. I, I can see. I get the. I get to cheat because I can see all the equipment, and how you guys are oh. registering. Yeah, see that's good. But no, crazy times. <laughs> looking at me all weird, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that's about all I got for war stories. Yeah, I know. It's one of those things that, being that this is the first time, coming on, it's hard to get a rhythm and know your stuff coming in. I'm just on this to learn something new because I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. I really don't. But There was a, a story. I don't remember who told us. I think it was in school, maybe. I don't know. But somebody was telling us that one of their relatives during the war, World War II, on like either Iwo Jima or Okinawa or something like that, was a scout. So they would like go ahead of the army and like figure out routes and stuff like that. And they said that they were going and walking through um, some road. And in the ditch, there was just, like, women and children, like, all dead in the ditch. And they said that they were, they figured out that it was the the women, they were all mothers. They were all killing their children and then committing suicide. So that way they couldn't get captured by the mm-hmm. Americans. Um I just find that insane. Like, yeah. that's crazy for me to think of. Well, it was like me and you had the discussion yesterday about World War One when the Germans were concerned about the double front. They swept into Bosnia thinking they could take it pretty quick. Or they went mm-hmm. south, I believe. And they just took out everybody in their sight. And if you've ever seen Game of Thrones, when Daenerys is walking into one of the cities, they got all the people on crosses. basically. Spoiler alert, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but they hung kids. They killed women. Mm-hmm. They killed everyone as fear tactics that if you don't give up right away, we're just going to keep doing this. We can't. You can't protect all the innocents, which is a creepy thing to think about. But the pictures are terrifying. I was watching that documentary, yeah. and it's like, holy, you know, you can't unthink about that. It's one of those thoughts that people just put in your head. And it will right. just, you'll make it worse regardless of the pictures or anything. Mm-hmm. You'll always take it one step further. Your imagination will take you there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, do you know that, um, like, I think kind of like scare tactics. So Dracula, like Vlad, his name is yeah. Vlad the Impaler, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, his whole thing when he was going to get a large army was coming towards his uh, keep or whatever it is. Yeah. He's like, there's no way I'm going to win. No way at all. Like, I have no manpower or whatever. So what he did is poison the water, like, all the way, like, up so, like, you'd wear out that army coming up. And he took everybody in town and put them on a spike. And when the army rolled up, they were tired, they are like, sick, they hadn't drank. They saw that and they turned around and left. Isn't there a story where he watched people get impaled while he was eating breakfast? Like, isn't that a thing? I thought I heard that someplace. I don't know. That's where... a good question. One of these shows I'm gonna have, like, when I'm home... And I'm able to do podcasts on the test. My brother will sit off to the side and he looks things up. Because I I, I have one of these brains that I can multitask most of the time. 
but I can't like read and listen at the same time, so oh, I can't do definitely. my own fact checking. But one of these times we'll have somebody here to do that. I hope, and that'd be an interesting one to know because I know he was a weird dude, and I also think that there was something like super sexualized about it. Most I, of the I think really so too, yeah. crazy things in history are usually due to sex, like Wilhelm II in the First World War, uber gay. Uber gay. <laughs> he had his weird little like deformed left hand, but his right hand was so fucking strong. What he would do as an intimidation factor when he met a new diplomat is he would shake their hand so hard until the person said, "Would you not, <laughs> please?" <laughs> but that was like his intimidation factor because he was so insecure about his, you know, his feelings and who he was as a person and being put in charge of this country, even though. He wasn't really emotionally stable to do with it. Mm -hmm. He didn't know what to do with it. He probably had anxiety, depression, all of the things that we have today that most people are, it's very common. Right. He probably had, along with huge issues with body image Mm -hmm. because of his hand. He would constantly hide his hand. That he would shake these people's, that coming into the country's hand as hard as they could until he almost broke them. And there's a story of... Him spending quite a bit of time down in the stables with the stable boys rather than be up with his father at the castle. And that's where a lot of historians are like, this is probably where a lot of it comes from, is this frustration of not being able to express yourself and your politics and Mm -hmm. being pulled into the group think and being like, okay, I have to do what my father would have done or what my family is expecting me to do. And then, yeah, I don't know his full story. I just know that little bit of the beginning, and I'd like to get a historian here in here to talk about him because he was considered one of the most evil men in Germany until Hitler. He's cool. considered the the most evil German man ever because Hitler was Austrian. But come on, you yeah. know, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So I would like to know more about him because I, I always knew that story about him being a closeted gay man. Hitler's got similar stories, but Wilhelm is much more. In your face, because there's stories of him sleeping down at the stables, you know, spending a lot of time Mm -hmm. down with the boys, having no interest in marriage and no interest in fathering children, really. Um, Yeah, I I would love to see more about him. But when I saw some of the videos of him walking around speaking, it got like, I don't know. It's just weird to see people like that. You know, those little deep, dark things about them that weren't public at the time. Right. But after yeah. all these years, they're finally out. It's kind of freaky. <laughs> Alex. <laughs> Alex is like, yeah, closeted gays. Um, <laughs> oh, we're just bullshitting. I'm sorry. But no, I'm trying to think. Just stuff in general to talk about. I've got all these lists in front of me of things to go into, but it's hard to jump from that to another topic. You know what I'm saying? Pick number four. Pick number four? Number four is, Alex, why did you go into nursing? That's number four. I'm just going with it. (laughs) (laughs) What is, what is, why did you go nursing, of all things? Well... Because um, I generally don't know this as your friend. He likes I, watching videos of catheters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking gross. Oh god, no. Um, yeah, that uh, that's not why I went into nursing. But <laughs> nursing is because, like, I always liked medicine. I should probably come in a little closer. You're yeah, you're pretty good. It's the first one I really. Yeah. Um, I went into nursing because, well, 
I always, like, I was sick as a child all the time, so, you know, the whole mentality of, yeah, you can't beat them, join them, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that whole... Um, beat them, join... Dead? Yeah. Um, so then I went into that, and I don't know, um, it's kind of weird, but I do like, like, helping people, and I'm always, I like science like a lot and it kind of just fit and then being nursing you're supposed to like you're supposed to and i'm trying to like you be a good person you you got like nursing compared to what i've seen for like doctors because i want to become a nurse practitioner instead of a pa pas they have like from what i read because i'm not in the program they do like a pathogenic approach to medicine so they yeah problems fix like we fix problems and nurses take more of we fix people like if that makes sense like we yeah i have a buddy down in benedict and that's gonna be a pa because that's just the path he ended up on right now but yeah he's more designated to solve certain issues like you're just gonna focus on this is me making this up obviously but he's like if there's something there's a matter with throats or some illness of the throat just focus on that and you're kind of prescribed by the doctor to go out and fix that one or two issues whereas the nurses come in first line of defense you're dealing with the human element so that the science can kind of come in and really do its job afterwards which is crazy you know it's a lot to ask yeah because we always talk about in our classes like oh we go we try to find out like we're not supposed we don't diagnose people i mean we don't medically diagnose somebody because like i could go isaiah you're die i diagnose you with pneumonia that would be a medical diagno- diagnosis, but I could go, oh, you have, um, I'm trying to think, restricted gas exchange. That's a, um, or gas exchange impairment. That's a nursing diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So then I can go, what are my um, interventions that I can put onto you? So it's like, well, my interventions are like, they seem kind of silly, but they get like more complicated and more complicated things. But yeah, it's like, I'm going to encourage you to breathe deep. I'm going to encourage you to cough. I'm going to, you know go through but then i also do okay how's your family how's your this because yeah. we do psychosocial and that because mm-hmm. it's really like the whole aspect of like healing is like all encompassing it's not just like your throat hurts right but we know like at least that's what our evidence shows us is that you will also get better if you're feeling like mentally better mm-hmm. so if we need like oh do you need a referral to see somebody or like if you're spiritual or something like that and you know you're facing something like with morbidity to you so you have a negative outcome on your life like you're not going to walk again if you're spiritual would you like resources that we can get you so you can help you along right mm-hmm. and it's right. more like we talk to you and we i don't know i always kind of get uh, hung up on like i like the doctor kind of stuff like i like oh okay so this person's got pneumonia so we're gonna push o2 and we're gonna give them this med and like yeah but like that's not like my job right uh-huh. that's i can definitely like if a like if i'm seeing isaiah you know and i really think he's got something weird and i've been on the job for how long and i can put in a request and be like hey i think like this is presenting like this situation and then the, hopefully the doctor will be like oh i'll come and see him and then be like oh you were right or something like that but it's like this weird thing for me at least for, because i did so much things with like doctoring yeah that i like to do the the medical diagnoses like 
we're going to diagnose you with pneumonia, right? Or if you have an asthma attack, it's like, what should you do if somebody's having an asthma attack? Or um, you'd be like, oh, push albuterol. Like, we're going to do it. It's like, then when we are doing our homework, I was like, can I even write this? Like, that's a doctor's order. Like, oh, <laughs> is that... Yeah. Is that like what I can do? And sometimes they'll say, oh, anything that you want, you got it from the doctor. And then you can go, oh, okay, I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sometimes it catches you up because it's really weird because they like are close, mm-hmm. but their diagnoses are different and what you do and what you can do is different. But it's actually kind of fun. It's no, I, I, I like a lot I'm of so it. I'm so happy that you're like really interested and involved in it. That's a good thing to be because I'm sometimes in and out with some stuff because... My field covers so many different areas that it's hard to get excited about all of them, whereas you seem to get excited about all of them. How about you, IT? What do you think? You know. Well, I, I should really say, what you right now you're a psychology major. I know mm-hmm. you're just trying it out. I don't want to be like, why are you going this direction with your life? <laughs> you know, I, I, is there anything that's really attractive to you about it, or is it just something that you want to try out? Well, I... Obviously, I switched because uh, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I just kind of switched one day. But I think, as of right now, how it's going, I kind of probably would want to do some sort of like therapy or counseling, oh, maybe. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't really know why, but I guess I just had a, a knack for it, kind of. Yeah. Like being able to listen to people's problems or just people being able to tell me problems in general. Um, so that's kind of where I just got into the whole, maybe I should do this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's still kind of up in the air. I think that's probably what my focus is going to be though. Yeah. Um, and if I had to choose like a age range, I guess it would either, what I've been thinking is either like high school to like college age, somewhere around there or veterans. I remember um, you talking to me about the veterans last year. Have you done anything about that yet, or are you still kind of figuring out where you want to jump on? I haven't. I haven't really done anything. Um, I don't really know. I gotta. I really gotta start talking to like academic advisors and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was so. I remember you having an <clears throat> idea last year of stuff you wanted to do, but you didn't know how to go about getting there. Right. And so now you've kind of made somewhat of an idea of where you're going to go and mm. you need the people to talk to. I, I totally get it. That's how I got to do this. Like, I have no idea what I'm doing half the time. <laughs> but you just want to try something. You want to see if it right, works. Yeah. It seems fair. Yeah. So. And because I feel like, like, especially with veterans anyways, there's like a lot of problems that they have mentally that a lot of people don't, or like a lot of, it's not like, okay for them to have those problems right like yeah. they they don't feel like it's okay or the people who are helping them aren't able to help them actually because i've heard stories of people veterans who have mental problems but the the therapist that they're seeing can't help them for some reason mm. like um I don't I think I was watching a documentary one time on some like VA thing and they were talking about how the ther- the therapist that they were seeing was trying to follow the book. So like the the whole like you're supposed to ask this question, you're supposed to ask like this 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 yeah. and you're supposed to follow it like that and that's how you're going to fix them. And they were doing that, but in doing that they're not like 
personally connecting with that person. So they're not oh, actually yeah. helping. You're treating them more like client A, B, C, rather right. than Isaiah or Alex right. or Ben. Okay. Yeah. It's, and so it's funny. You just made me think. My cousin uh, knows a therapist at the VA. I should probably mm-hmm. get you in contact just to meet or see what that's like. You know, might yeah, be interesting for you. But continue, sorry. Um. And so it's kind of that thing where I I heard that story, and I was like, well, I I kind of want to be the person who's not following the. Well, I mean, obviously you got to follow the book because that's how. <laughs> that's the job but like i want to be the person who does that but at the same time actually finds a way to help you know yeah so i think that's kind of where the drive comes from i guess yeah. yeah no it makes perfect sense to me it's just knowing where it's the right first step and then once you start doing it well i should really say like this when you when you first get an idea you have all these thoughts of grandeur of what you can do and what right. you should do and then once you jump into it, you realize like 95% of that you're never going to do. Mm-hmm. And you've got to rework, you know, is my common belief that I want to be here enough to keep me here? And right. if it is, things will metab- you know, things will happen and you'll find more love and more joy in what you're doing. Um, no, this is an example. I loved being just having a reason to get people together and talk and experience and try to learn something new because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> And this was the perfect reasoning to bring people together. It's the perfect reason for somebody to sit for an hour or two hours and just hold conversation and be fascinated by somebody else's experience. And it's kind of similar with you. You have this idea of what you want to do, Mm -hmm. but you just got to jump out there at some point and be like, you know what, I've I've just got to talk to somebody. I got to talk to a former lieutenant or I got to talk to a formal, you know, petty officer or whatever it may be. And see what happens and see where the road takes you. Because I guarantee this podcast started out, I was just going to do a sports talk show for 20 minutes every two weeks. Mm -hmm. And that was last, that was two years ago. I was going to do that. Didn't even have a mic. And then last year, it was like, you know what? Let's take a risk and see what happens if I get four. (laughs) See how many people show up. And we had people show up. And I was able to learn a lot. I got to know Dan very well. I got to know you really well. Mm -hmm. We had a three and a half hour podcast and I really figured you guys out and it was a great way for me to socialize and you know it's a lot more me centric focused and I understand that and I don't mean for it to be that well I kind of do but uh, <laughs> I really hope that works and I'll try to help you out and yeah. get some contacts because it's definitely great for the community so it's perfect awesome. <laughs> who knows maybe Alex will be in there because he's having PTSD from, from uh, all the from all those stuff. cannon firings and thinking he's in a battle <laughs> they're quite loud (laughs) (laughs) oh man no I'm trying is there anything you guys want to bring up because we've been going for quite a while here it's been we started round three pick number six pick number six you don't want number six (laughs) (laughs) you don't want six you don't want seven or well, eight I'm either. Curious what six, seven, and eight were. Now. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Alex wants to see the list. Um, how well? A lot of stuff is things we've already talked about in the past. I think you're. Do you remember when I interviewed you for, um, like, the paper of oh, yeah. culture for sports and culture? Mm-hmm. When I asked you about like drinking culture and all that. Yeah. 
That was one of them. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it was what's drinking culture. Because I, it was funny, before you guys came, I was thinking about that, about drinking culture in general. Because I have, I was looking through like my, I keep a list of everyone that's been on the podcast. I've had more people just from St. John's Mm -hmm. drop out of a podcast due to hangover or drinking than have actually been on. Holy shit. (laughs) If, yeah, I think I've had, at St. John's, I've had, there's a solid eight, eight to ten, if I remember the list off the top of my head. And I've had 18 scheduled that canceled. Yeah. And of course, that was last year when I had the podcast later in the evening, because that was when I was free, and people right. would rather go out and drink. And it was like, okay, I kind of, you know, I understand letting loose, but it was usually the same people that would cancel more than once. Mm. Alistair was the famous example. Oh, uh, yeah. But... It happens a lot where people are like, you know, I would just rather not go out and do something. And I mm-hmm. I don't know. I've always been thinking about that, especially since I came here and I became an RA. Is what drives people to be like, you know, I'd rather just not and I'd rather just isolate myself. Because I isolate myself all the time <clears throat> and I still don't understand why I do it. I love people. I love talking. I love being mm-hmm. around new ideas. But I don't get why people isolate themselves. I don't know. Right. I don't yeah. know where that comes from. But... It's funny how that and drinking culture have kind of taken over just over the past week for me with being an RA and being an RA of mm-hmm. hockey players. Yeah. You know, <laughs> constantly thinking, you know, I just want to make sure everyone's safe and healthy and has all their limbs when they walk back. Yeah, right. Last night they were a cowboy hat down, I think. They went out to the bar and it was dressed like a cowboy night. That's what we saw. That's what you guys must have saw. Because my boys were out there and they were wearing, they went to Walmart or Goodwill, one of the two. And they bought, like, these cheap-ass jeans. Of course. And they cut them into jorts. Of course. And then they all wore, like, Budweiser t-shirts or no shirt at all. They just wore a vest. Have you seen they... a couple people with plaid vests and stuff? Yep. And then one guy uh, wore... I don't... Are they just vests that go on top of, like, a dress shirt? He wore that and jorts but no shirt. And then he shaved off the top of his mustache and just had a bulb. And then I think he had a trucker hat on. So it was, and you know, there's like, you know, there's like nine of them. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, how they get to the car because they park in Watab, which is the furthest lot from us. They roller skate everywhere, so they look like a bunch of roller derby girls <laughs> flying across campus. All they're miss- missing is fishnet stockings, you know, <laughs> far hairier than they need to be. Oh, mm-hmm. so much man hair everywhere. It was like oh, it was like shedding all over the place. I couldn't. Oh, uh, no. Dude, oh. God, it was bad, but right now they're trying to, uh, well, we're planning on posting fantasy football, mm-hmm. and, you know, I help you out with some of my yeah, thoughts on fantasy do. football, but now it's becoming like almost a half, half of my day is dedicated to giving people advice on fantasy football, <laughs> fantasy football. because one of them saw me at the table with Ben Ben and mm-hmm. you talking football, and now that's all I do here is I'll talk football with a lot of them. Oh, there you go. It's nice. It's a nice outlet for me because it's been years since I've like had a thorough, you know, like what I see in here, mm-hmm. and then I actually talk about it daily. It's been a long time since I did that. Like, yeah, years. I think the closest I ever got was Dan for like a month, and I think it was December last year. I talked basketball for like a solid month, and just reverberated all of these awful, awful facts, facts about basketball. 
Speaking of fantasy football. Oh, my no. God. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fucking plague, dude. Oh, my gosh. Mark Ingram is questionable. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. He's playing the Cardinals, too, tomorrow. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's going to be a good game for him if he actually plays. Kyler. Kyler Murray and that offense. There's a big I if. Do. I don't know. I don't know I, anything I was, about it. I was it. really put off by that Lions game, honestly. He had a couple throws that, that were just on a rope. And mm-hmm. he thrown it to Larry Fitzgerald. And I've never seen Larry in a happier situation where he had a better like arm behind the ball. Larry Fitzgerald is at full practice, but something was going on with him, too. Yeah. Man, just wear and tear. How's your team doing, Alex? I don't have, doesn't a team. have one. Oh, smart man. <laughs> smart man. You're in my boat. I don't actually play fantasy. I just we're, advise it. It's we're like trying the single to... people to couples. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do as a single man? Well, I give couples advice. Yeah, that's, that's so true. Like, yeah, people... it is. I get so many questions about what would I do if I had this situation. I'm like, well, I'd do this, that, and the other, and people actually listen. I don't know why. <laughs> but until I get caught. <laughs> yeah, there's. I read your thing though. There is awkward romance stories on there. Yeah, too. dude. I was uh, <laughs> that was suggested to me because of cl- I was in um, I was in math class, and two girls in front of me were discussing these stories back and forth about like bad first dates. You know, because mm-hmm. they were getting to know each other. So it was like those little buzz questions. Right. And I got an idea for a bit in that moment about like really bad first dates because i i think i'm up there with some not like oh my god i stepped outside and you know bus hitter blah 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 (laughs) you know i i'm just awkward as hell to meet for the first time so a lot of times my first dates are just really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but yeah i I put that on there because i thought that'd be funny thinking if we had a full crew here today it'd be funny to go all the way around and see what would happen but do you have any alex are you no, Are you I, jumping to conclusions? Are you the guy that wants to get something <laughs> off your chest? No, I just said that's Reddit on there. I have one really awkward one that's sort of pertaining right now. This is so all in, over the place too. Last, by the way, yeah. we were talking about hanging children like thirty minutes ago, and now we're talking about awkward stories. Well, you haven't heard the person I'm going to talk about. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> kidding oh that got me an e on this <laughs> podcast oh that won the e definitely double down on that e okay go ahead sorry no it's um so last freshman year high school girlfriend came here with me um <laughs> she left but she left me it was she like i met her i met her actually fun story in high school because I was in Beauty and the Beast, and I was Gaston, and she was Belle. Oh, that's oh, yeah. right. Right? Right? Oh. right? <laughs> anyway, so, lack of a better term, it did not end well. Okay. Yikes. It, it ended in April, right after Easter, maybe that was the time, okay? It was really weird, because I, like, literally went to her family's Easter, she went to mine, and then, like, the Tuesday afterwards, broke up with me. I was like... I did not see that coming. It was like, it was like, boom. Straight out of left field. Yeah, it just, out of left field, I was like, oh, okay. But I knew it, like, when she did it, I was like, sort of sad, but I was also like, thank God. But, anyways, eventually, I was, just dumped that body. Eventually, I was a bad, like, I was a bad person in, like, people that she was, like, talking to about me or about me with. 
<clears throat> whatever. I was not great. That didn't really make a difference to me too much, but I blocked her her number because she kept on texting me being like, hey, do you want to, like, talk or something like that? I was like, no, not really. Like, after, like, what I've been hearing, no. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. she, she kept on, like, so this went on, she texted me a finals day, freshman year, which... For all of you who are listening to this, I don't know how many people will, but if you're probably not, if you're in the SJ, sorry, mom, <laughs> sorry. if you're in the if you're in the St. John St. Ben's nursing program, you're not pre accepted in. Yeah, grades yep. matter like a shit ton. So mm-hmm. like that was not like I was so pissed that day. I was like, I did not need this. This is finals day. I've got microbiome. I've got psychology. I got. I was like, whatever. Did not need that. Into summer, she texted me again, like, talking. And then I was like, well, I don't really want to talk with you if you're still with the guy that you left me for. So, like, can you please, like, not? And she's like, yeah, whatever. And then one morning I got a text, and I was like, hey, can we talk? And I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, (laughs) what the hell this time? And then I, like, waited six hours and then responded because I wanted to be with Sam, our co-worker. Mm -hmm. Safe move. And she's like... I was like, what's up? And she's like, oh, never mind. I didn't want to talk about anything or something like that. And it eventually came out that she wanted to get back together with me. And I was like, oh, what about this other guy that I'm not going to use names? What about this other guy that you're, um, you know, with? And she's like, um, he's like, don't worry about him. And I was like, I don't want to fucking worry about him. Right. Like, no. um, and then my friend Sam was like, yeah, last week, uh, they were still together. So this is pretty fresh. Like if... <laughs> And I was like, nice. Went on. Last September, almost like it had to be close to a year ago today, I got an email because I blocked her number on my phone. I got an email asking to get back together. It was, it had to be 500 words plus. I should have saved it, but I was actually so infuriated. I was like, get this. Two weeks ago? Hell yeah. This is, here's the bomb drop. Two weeks ago. She's also now... I love that she sent an email. <laughs> she then, Hell yeah. She then started dating a guy who lives next to my grandma. Oh, In Greenwald. Spicy. In Greenwald. That's where I get my internet. I live in bum fuck nowhere. <laughs> so I go to my grandma's house in town to get internet. I was like, looked over one day, I was like, son of a bitch. That's her Lexus, right? I was like, what the fuck is oh, going on here? No. She's like living with him. Two weeks ago, I got a snap. I got a text. I was like, "Alex, what do you think of this?" Engaged. She's engaged. Yeah. Oh my. God. I should are like. They, aren't they getting married like in a couple months or something? No, they're getting married next fall. Oh, next fall. Oh, it's yeah. gonna be like a year. But I kind of want to just like crash that wedding and be like, first, this was like within a year of your engagement date until the email. Just be like. Um, but it's alright, because just let shit people get together and... You can say that. You don't have to... Fuck that bitch. It's okay. I have an explicit warning on this show. Yes. I think. Isaiah. Isaiah knows, but it was, it was weird. She's crazy. Why? Yeah. I don't, I don't get why people do that, because men and women do that a lot. Where they just put, you know, patty cake flip-flopping all over the place, and you don't know what the hell they're thinking. Yeah. I don't need it. Advice though, freshman year is not a good time to have a significant other. No, everybody's it's not. crazy freshman year. That's Everybody the only time is. you should have a significant other. Like, I was fucking yeah. crazy. I was, I was crazy as shit. I'm worse now, but 
I was really bad then. <laughs> oh god! No, plus I was that superior. That's it's not the that's not the litter you want to pick from. You know, I'm sorry, uh, but uh, no. You came to your senses and you came here, so I, I didn't want to come here originally. Man, get Me neither. I thought this was just going to be a big cake eater school. Man, get kind of is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah actually but the thing is, that happened was, to be honest, I, I took a shot in the dark. I was like, fine. I loved the campus. I loved the education. I was like, if I go there and everyone's a cake eater, at least I get two years of probably the best education, mm-hmm. you know, I can buy for myself. And I, I came and I walked in and there was Dan. And then first day of school, I was like, okay, this is going to be okay. Like I found the right area to go to. Like I'm finding the real people, like the people who are down to earth. I'm not finding all these people that are living through Twitter and Instagram and right. picking off fashions like catalogs every month. Mm-hmm. I, I found a good group, and I, that's made it for me. That has definitely made it. Otherwise, I would just sit in my room, and I probably wouldn't have done anything. Go ahead. Yeah, help yourself, man. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Yeah, I put the fridge right there for him. <laughs> also, my uh, FR, the, my boss, is, mm-hmm. he gave me... Maple syrup made by St. John's for free, and he gave me a brownie tray. <laughs> go yes. ahead, dude. You're good. Don't worry. Yeah, there you go. We were gonna have wine on this originally. So he just it's did second a- place right now. <laughs> he just did an ASMR. <laughs> <laughs> I got my friend Maggie wants to do it. I was like, shit, do it. I don't care as long as the equipment's being used. You know? Ooh, yeah. I don't personally like it. It bugs me, so I would be out of the room. <laughs> I, I just think it's a weird hippie thing, you know? It's like, oh, if the people that really creep me out are the people that whisper. They're like, I just want to you. And it's like, take that shit outside. I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you pantomiming. I don't want to see you, like, try to, like, overemphasize and, like, use the weird lip shit. Because they're always got shit on their lips. Like, they make them look, like, super wet, so they get that nice pop when they use W's and shit. Crazy time. No, This is what I'm happy I don't have headphones on, (laughs) so I don't have to hear you. (laughs) My roommate, Levi, hates mouth noises. When you eat, you can't, like, you can't, like, smack your lips or, like, you know, if you eat something hot and you're like, you know, he's like, he'll fucking throw a fork at you. He's like, shut the fuck up. What <laughs> Levi, if you're listening to this, what childhood trauma fucked you up so bad <laughs> that you can't deal uh, with mouth noises? <laughs> yeah, but he hates it, so like I couldn't imagine putting Levi in a room with like somebody just like Oh my god. Put him with the headphones, he just sitting there watching. We him have like, our Christmas special, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <Our> Christmas <laughs> Levi sitting there just watching him like see the, Just leave like, a microphone in a room and then just close the door. Just yeah. listen to what you get later. Like, I'm shocked how well these pick stuff up. Actually this though. This is kind of a dirty story, sorry, but I left a mic on when my brother and me were testing equipment out and I went upstairs. Mm-hmm. Or no, I went and used the bathroom. He went upstairs, and you could hear, like, me leave the room, like, washing my hands in a different room. Like, they pick up sound amazingly well for such cheap mics. Holy crap. I hear somebody, like, going into, like, rooms out there with my headphones right now. Like, I can hear, like, the little, like, what was that? Yeah, because I I turned up the sensitivity on the mics, too, because when I edit it and I put it through the ringer, I always lose... A lot of like enunciated words mm-hmm. and sound 
Uh, or I shouldn't sound so generic. I, I lose certain words when people mumble, so I turn up the sensitivity so you can at least hear. So just saying, just, just, just yeah, stop mumbling. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I not have put me on here. <laughs> You're pretty good for the most part. It's it's Dan can slur sometimes. I know he's he's better though. He's done a couple of shows though. I'm really bad because I mumble <clears throat> a lot. I think I mumble a lot. But yeah, I mean it's. It is what it is. You just learn how to do it, and you just kind of fix it as you go. I've just—that's what I'm going to try to do now—is fix it as I go and just try to get better yeah. every week and see what happens. Because I'm just sick of sitting on my hands mm-hmm. and being like, "This is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it." And I'm—I'm not, I'm not even taking the first step. You have to make something super, super shitty before you can ever make something pretty. Well, and, and really good. And the more you do it, like the better it's gonna get, because then yeah. you know, you'll get the no little idea. kinks yeah. and yeah, exactly. And yeah. I don't know how to interview. I don't know how to talk for the most part into podcasts besides my tests. And I would right. rather just sit and listen to stories and just have a nice time and relax and make use Heck of yeah. time with good people. So hopefully that's the direction we keep going. But one of my favorite YouTube channels, like started in college, is Bro yeah. Science, right? I was gonna bring you on, I because you, you sent me the link to one of them, or maybe it was you, Isaiah. It, I'm I'm getting confused. Cut the grass, turn on the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> but I set up the TV so that everyone can see the TV, and I can record the sound on the TV to the podcast. So, so hopefully one day is... we're gonna have a, a meme viewing session. Oh. Yes, I have my. I'm addicted to TikTok now. Next, oh no, Ben. Yeah. Oh, did I show you? And I was gonna show videos and stuff like that. Okay, sorry to everybody because you're just gonna get the audio, but yeah, that's it, fine. That's it fine. might be is just this the, the cringiest. It might be just the cringiest oh, thing I've ever God. seen in my life. But yeah, it just pertain- hold it up to your mic so they can really hear it. It pertains. I can hear my lips smack when I lay back. So <laughs> you actually can. Like he was sitting all the way back, doing like ASMR down. noises. Let me turn the fade. Down I was just trying to sit super quietly. So, anyways, this is um. Oh. You know what's really funny <laughs> is that I pay like fifty thousand dollars a year to go to college, <laughs> and you would think with like fifty thousand dollars a year the parking would be better, <laughs> but it's not. It's the first week of classes, and I have two parking tickets already. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. That's a student at our school. Those are our parking tickets. <gasps> You're, are you kidding? <laughs> no. What? No, those are our parking tickets, and that's a person at our school. What platform was that on? TikTok. TikTok. I just typed in parking tickets. She's like the first one that you get. Dude, send that to me. I'll follow her. <laughs> I have such a troll account, too. <laughs> no, it's... Oh, my God. It's, it's so, so amazing. Cringy. So I actually so saw cringy. that on Snapchat story, right? And I was like, I showed it to my boss. So I Security, right? So we do write those parking tickets out. Yeah. And I showed it to um, the full-timer on duty that night. And he's like, <laughs> he kind of laughed at it. We watched it for a little bit. And then, you know, 24 hours later, it was on Snap and went away. We're at a party last weekend, or we were watching. We were, we're we watching, we're Levi's, watching band Levi's band play. Yeah. Party. Oh. Um, boy. <laughs> and I like this girl like walked in or whatever, and did she ask for the bathroom or something yeah, like that? And I was in. like, oh, I like she looked oddly familiar. And then halfway through the night, I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> it was so random. Literally, she came in like pretty close to the beginning of the night, yeah. and then asked, and then. Just went back to normal, and all of a sudden, randomly, halfway through, Alex just turns to me and goes, Oh my god. That's the TikTok lady. That's, that's, that's the TikTok lady. Exactly what he said. I was like, what the fuck are you talking oh about? <laughs> you know what set me off, though? Because I didn't realize, because she didn't look as like... She was kind of like dressed up for the night there. Mm-hmm. 
but like I didn't realize in there until she vaped, and I was like, "Oh my oh. god!" <laughs> and then I figured it out. It was, it's I have weird things where I'll be like, "I know you from somewhere." I can't figure it out, and then like I'll forget about it, and I'll be laying in my bed at night. And I go, oh "My God, I figured it out, <laughs> Watson!" <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of thing. <laughs> It's elementary, my dear Watson. Watson, yes. And it comes to me like a freaking stroke. lady. Absolutely, <laughs> sir. Absolutely. It's crazy, but <laughs> and I've like half the time, I like when that happens, people I like say it, and people are like, "The fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> oh. <laughs> the rest of us are just so lost, and yeah. <laughs> and then I have to give like a twenty-minute backstory to like a solve a one-minute thing. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's the worst. I'm, I've got to get better at that. I I realized as I get older, I lengthen stories more than they should be. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much. It's it's all. I can't building. believe there's other TikTokers here on campus. I'm so happy now. <laughs> I'm so happy I have somebody local to troll. Most of my people are like in backwater places like Washington. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's crazy. It was, I was. It was actually crazy. Like somebody put it on their Snapchat story, and I was like, "What the? F-? We should turn her laugh into something for a soundboard." Oh, no. <laughs> that That's it's, the worst part of that whole I thing. Know. If That's somebody says like a cringy, we stop. <laughs> Don't not lip no. smacking. Jesus. <laughs> Somebody says like a cringy joke or something, then you play her laugh. Oh, you know who you know who was talking to me just last night, really this morning because I was on patrol. Koi was talking to me about the soundboard again. Koi. Koi lives. Literally That's right. He's back. Kitty corner. He's back over there. He's in one fifty two. Mm. And uh, yeah, he was talking about the soundboard, and he's like, "I have no ideas." I'm like, "Really?" He's like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's right, we were going to have Koi's sound. Yeah, he was going to say powerful. powerful. He says powerful. Because his accent is so thick. Mm-hmm. I love that kid. He, he So much fun. He, he was so sweet to me last night. He goes, Ben, I'm going to miss you when you leave. I'm like, I'm going to miss you too, Koi. <laughs> Sometimes you drive me crazy. Other times I can't get enough of you. You know, just great kid. But He is a great kid. Yeah, I'm, it's cool being his RA now. It's weird because we're friends, but we're, I'm also like his... He reports mm-hmm. if he has a problem to me. It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. Right. Mm-hmm. He made Vietnamese food one time. For me. Yeah, I told him if he if he can make uh, lo mein chicken lo mein, ooh, or wild rice or not wild rice, um, fried rice. He made faba, I think is what pho. it's called. Yeah, it's a soup. It, it was like ramen noodles. Yeah, it's fantastic. It was really good. Yeah. And he made like meatballs and stuff too for it. <laughs> he cooks at like one o'clock in the morning too. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll wake up to go take a shit and she'll smell like like sriracha sauce. Like, what the fuck? No, what? Is that going on? But oh. he's a great guy. One of the first things I knew of Koi. He'll be was... on the show eventually. I'm hoping. You know, I know people are like, Who the fuck's Koi? he'll be one on. One of the first He's times a legend. I met Koi. Was when he set the fire alarms off when he was cooking. That's right. <laughs> I got so worried about that because I was thinking our floor is going to be the first one to go off. Because mm-hmm. we got Koi. Because <laughs> he's cooking. But he's he's got a touch now. He's really good. He moved up too. He's a manager at the Reef. Oh, yeah. He's moving up in the world. Last year he had like three or four name yeah, tags on his Adam, hat. Big Adam, Big Adam T. <laughs> There's some like The Boss or something the on boss, there too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Like, 
supervisor. Well, well, yeah, we got a supervisor here now, too. I am your boss, Isaiah. <laughs> Don't say anything terrible. Yeah, he, he wants to be called Xander. That's on your Xander. <laughs> you let... <laughs> See? What? It was like, he likes to be called Xander, and then it goes, Xander, and you just lit up. <laughs> oh, my God. Either that Jeez. or Big Hoss. Oh, Big Hoss. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, big hoss. That's actually one that. <laughs> Did I say that one once? Oh my god! So, I don't actually remember who said it. <laughs> big hoss. <laughs> Fuck is big hoss? Just oh my god. Big hoss. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sounds like some like you know with that scene in like every action movie where there's like the mini boss fight where they bring out that guy that's way too large to yeah. not have taken steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bring out big ass. Yeah. <laughs> and then Alex comes walking out in nursing equipment. <laughs> like, I need to take to a rectal <laughs> rectal temperature. I need to put a suppository. <laughs> I need to put a catheter on. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Oh, it was funny God. though when Isaiah I was just trying to watch my homework videos and Isaiah Bullshit. Said, Isaiah's sitting there he's like screaming at the top of his lungs. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh my God. I was gonna that send was you so a... not a fucking homework video. You Yo. were just playing it. I was gonna you send you just... a, a video. This is kind of off topic, but he was talking to me about catheters. I was going to send See, him a I video of a company in England that sells this travel buddy companion so you can urinate sitting down, and it's a catheter, but it, it has, like, a little suction cup to go on top of, like, your dong. Oh, that's not so bad. So you could, but I was like, imagine being on a plane, because that's what they sell it geared towards, is travel, mm-hmm. and a man just, like, starts going (laughs) and you see his like thighs start to grow a bit and you're like fucking no (laughs) (laughs) but it it's it's styled like a catheter it's got the tubing and everything like that but just the entrance is a little different they have those in the hospital they're called condom catheters condom catheters they're literally like a little cone that's what it was yeah and then on a condom and then you put adhesive on a penis and then it like adheres to it that's pretty much what it is yeah. Oh my God. I. Those would be we were talking about hanging so children an hour ago. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They can cause skin breakdowns. So you have to monitor them. That's okay. That's yeah. Put some because it exposes it to urine. Put some. Oh Neosporin yeah. on that. You'll be fine. Neosporin, Doctor Isaiah. <laughs> Neosporin that shit. Neosporin and duct tape. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh my God. I had a kid once when I was in middle school. And we were like, what is like the universal, if if somebody gets hurt, what do you do? What's the universal top idea? And this kid stands up loud and proud. He goes, apply pressure. And it's like, no, don't apply any pressure. Because all we thought it was like broken bones or something like a terrible thing. But yeah, he's like, apply pressure. Don't do that. Don't, none of you do that. If you want it to stop moving, duct tape. If you want it to start moving, WD-40. <laughs> What's wrong? I can't move my leg. WD-40. Oh my <laughs> ah, you give it a little bit. Uh, just oh, let that work in there. Jeez, dude. Oh, man. What happened? I fell off a tree and hurt my neck. Now I can't move my leg. 
this ought to get it going. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think that's going to work. <laughs> it's like it's soccer and the magic so spray. Where they yeah. run out after a soccer play goes down and they spray them with like the equivalent of like a Lysol can. And then they'll get up and run again. The magic spray. It's a way to delay the game a little bit. Yeah. So Some of those soccer down. players got to get Grammys. Like for There's real some, stuff. yeah. It's really bad now. The NBA had a time. It, it's still going on, but it's less than it was before. From like 2011 till 2017. I'd say it's when James Harden started to make more... Like he was a heavy, heavy favorite to win MVPs. He started to really go. Him, Marcus Smart were two of the bigger ones I remember that were flopping. Mm. That's what it's called. Yep. But soccer players do it a lot, and then basketball players do it, and I couldn't stand it in basketball because basketball you're so much closer to the players with the camera. Right. It's obvious to see what's mm-hmm. going on. You know, they use a bar, they use their arm to kind of create space as they're driving, which is a foul. But instead of, you know them reacting with their stomach, their head will flip back first. Like, it's it's obvious. Marcus Smart had one where he went full down, and it started, like, his head tipped back, like he got hit in the face, and the guy elbowed him in the stomach. So he got elbowed in the stomach, and then his head tilted like, back, oh. and he fell like he got hit in the nose. It drove me crazy. But Did it work? No, it didn't work on that call. Some of them, they do work, though. I think Andre Iguodala had one in the finals. I can't remember the year, though. There were a couple that I remember watching. I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then there's guys like Blake Griffin who are just mammoths, you know, really mm-hmm. big physical guys. They'll go down when a guard snaps them, you know, hits them with the back of right. the hand. It's like, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I got to get back. I was watching tape the other night of, um, oh, what was it? It was the 86 Celtics versus the Cavs. Yeah. And I... I don't know. There's something about watching old tapes of basketball that if I watch them, I get super excited, but then I can't watch it for like another month. Uh, I watch like three games in a night, mm-hmm. so I'll watch eight, nine hours of basketball in one night, one sitting, and then I can't watch it. It's not like an over, like I'm not watching it enough. It's, would you not? <laughs> <laughs> but it's watching the old style of play and knowing how I grew up and learning offenses, especially defenses too, how much defensives have changed. And the use of the three-point line, it's been insane. Honest yeah. to God, honest to God, that was trying to be normal. No, you're fine. I just, I, I'm turning your fade down slowly, hoping <laughs> that uh, we don't hear too much detail. It, it, to us, it may be super obvious too, because your volume on your headsets are all the way up. Oh, so I'm just, because I can really blast it. I just, I put your volume, I've linked the mm-hmm. volume button for both of your headsets to one button, and now I'm just changing it on the uh, hmm. actual preamp interface. So, I don't know. I, I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> learning is occurring here. But, I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I guess we've gone a little while here. Do you guys have any closing thoughts? Anything you want to get off your chest, Alex? No, I don't want to say it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess this is just... I want to reemphasize this is the first one I've ever done. Thank you guys for coming on. I know it's kind of awkward at first. I know I don't really have a ton of ideas of how to go about it, but I'm figuring out a blueprint as I go. And uh, we're going to have a variety of people coming on later. We're going to have people that are more here just to... Um, enlighten me 
versus people coming on to kind of just bullshit with me. And this has kind of been a mixture of both. At the beginning, we talked about Civil War, and now we're talking a little more all over the place. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm hoping. I just really want something loose and free-flowing that's fun and gets me a reason to get people together and talk about interesting stuff. And um, I promise I'll get better as a host because I know I'm god-awful right now. <laughs> I'm just My big thing is I want to learn the technical stuff before I really start emphasizing how I run the podcast. Mm-hmm. I need to learn more about editing and sound and area where we record and things like that. So I'm hoping that uh, going forward I'll do one every every week and just keep putting them out there until they get start until they kind of grow and get better and i grow and get better so i hope to have you guys back on and learn some more about what you guys think but otherwise thanks for coming on and i'm freaking starving let's get some food (laughs) hell yeah all right boys thank you get this